Thank you for tuning into the Natural Habitat Podcast. Uh, hopefully, everybody out there is having a great day, a great Tuesday, or whatever day you're listening to this. Uh, the upload is a little bit late. So if you've been hanging out at work waiting for today's episode, I apologize for that. I know that it happens to me. You know what I mean? There's podcasts that I'll look forward to. And every once in a while, an upload will go awry or something will, something will happen. Some sort of snafu, I guess you would call it in the, in the production side of things. And it'll fuck up my whole day because I'll be waiting for it. So I'm sorry if it's a little late. Um, Honestly, I've been, I've been going through a lot of shit recently and I haven't been very good to myself. If that makes sense. I haven't really been taking care of myself. And, you know, I've, I've been, I've been going through like a breakup recently. And this is, this isn't just like, oh, you know, I had a girlfriend and we're broken up and I'm sad about it. This was, you know, we, we were high school sweethearts. We've been together for 14 years and, uh, we recently broke up and she got real, man. She got hella real. And, you know, at the, I'm not here to, you know, talk about my relationship or whatever, or bring up my ex for people that might know us personally out there in the world. That's not what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm not like, oh, she fucking blah, 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 this and that. You know, nobody's, nobody's perfect. Nobody was right in the, in the whole situation. We both fucked up. And, you know, we're, we're in this weird spot now where, where we're trying to fix it. And I don't know if we can. So, you know, I've gotten like, I've gotten really shut off and, you know, just been in like a weird dark place recently, which is good sometimes. You know what I mean? It's good to be there and it's good to, it's good to have that time to think about things. You know, if you don't, if you don't let it get too out of control. You can't let it like run your, run your day. You know what I mean? Like I've been staying really busy. That's kind of what I try to do is just be, be productive or something and do a bunch of stuff and, you know, uh, like just be creative and hang out with some friends, you know, when I'm, when I feel up to it. And it's one of those weird like catch 22 things where it's, you know, you don't want to hang out, but if you hang out, you'll feel better. But the act of actually doing it is a tough thing to do. You'd rather just fucking sit there and sulk. But I recently learned about uh, neuroplasticity, which is, you know, has something to do with positive interactions that you have with with people, mostly other people. And I think it also could be like animals. And that's why they have these, you know, therapy programs where people will volunteer with shelter dogs and go and take them on walks and play with them and shit. Because that interaction actually rewires your brain and gives you a more positive outlook. And it's called neuroplasticity. And it's an actual thing that happens, an actual reaction that happens in the structure of your brain. So I've been trying to actively create neuroplasticity in, in my own head and my friends around me. Like the other night, I had a, you know, a couple good friends of mine came into the studio and we just talked for like a few hours. And didn't record a podcast, and we probably should have. It would have been a great episode, but we just talked. You know what I mean? I had a great time, and it was a positive night. And I came out of that a more positive person, and hopefully they did too. But, you know, I've just been dealing with shit, man. And I know a lot of other people deal with it. 
You know, I see all your sad Facebook posts. I know you're out there. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying not to do that. I'm, I've, I think I've done a pretty good job of not sharing any, you know, sad feelings that I've been having on social media or, uh, or any sort of, you know, weird memes that would take a stab at, you know, my ex or our relationship or let everyone know I'm sad. Cause, you know, it's a bad look. So I've just been, I've just been trying to survive, man, you know, just getting through it. And, you know, hopefully, uh, if, if you're out there and you're going through something similar or, or your own thing, your own problems that you have going through, you're not alone, man. We all go through this shit. Like this is all, it's a part of life, unfortunately, sometimes, but you know, uh, I just, I kind of wanted to say that because this episode, uh, I think I wasn't really all there when we recorded this. I know that Ty had just gotten off of a long night shift at work and I was kind of checked out and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm afraid that the episode may have, may have suffered a little bit because of it. So I just want to let everyone know where my headspace is at. Apologize if this episode is a little slow or, you know, a little, uh, little uneventful. We kind of just go through and talk about some stuff and, you know, it's, uh, hopefully you won't even notice. And I did this whole intro for no reason, but hopefully it'll just be like a regular episode because we were trying, but, uh, you know, it's changes, change is a crazy thing, man. Like you definitely grow a lot when you're in an uncomfortable situation and growth is one of the best things for you. So I am excited. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what's going to happen. I have this, you know, uh, this real creative drive right now and I, I have a bunch of projects and things creatively planned for October that I'm really excited about that uh, I'm going to start announcing in the next couple weeks. So, you know, that's uh, that's probably it. That's all I wanted to say. I've been keeping real quiet because, <clears throat> you know, my ex doesn't, uh, she doesn't have like, she's not on social media or anything. So whenever I say anything on social media, then, you know, it kind of, it gets back to her. Someone will be like, oh, I heard that, you know, Mikey, you know, is moving out or, you know, this and that. Uh, she'll be like, where'd you hear that from? Oh, I saw it on Facebook or, oh, I saw it on Instagram or some shit. So, you know, I've been trying to, trying to respect her and her privacy and not make it this big thing. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it when I go on Facebook and, talk about our problems and stuff, which is understandable. She doesn't like it when I go on Twitter and, you know, tweet about our, our situation. She doesn't like when, uh, when I go like, you know, onto, onto Instagram and post the old picture and be sad about it. You know, she doesn't like it when I go on, uh, uh, cucumber town, which is a social media platform for cooks. She doesn't like it when I go on there and talk about the food that we used to eat and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, couch surfing, which is a uh, social media for, for travelers trying to find a place to crash. You know, if I'm on there like, Oh, we just broke up and you know, I need a couch. You know, that's, she doesn't like that. Um, she doesn't like it when I'm on, you know, cafe mom.com. 
you know, social media site for moms that drink coffee and, you know, getting all down with those chatty bitches over there. You know, she doesn't like it when I, when I tell them about the problems because they're the ones that are going to tell everybody. You know, if you really think about it, those are the ones that are going to run their mouths to everyone because they just, they're all hopped up on coffee and they just need to talk, 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 talk. Gossip. That's all it is. She doesn't like it when I go on Asian Avenue. Uh, mostly because I'm not Asian. She says it's cultural appropriation, but that's a social network for Asian Americans. They don't really like me there either. Um, you know, I go to blackplanet.com. She doesn't like when I talk on there. Uh, I mean, what about, uh, what about gather.com? You know, that's probably, that's probably like, you know, one of the, one of the free places that I can go. It's just, uh, article picture and video sharing social media site much like facebook but nobody's ever heard of it so gather.com i could probably talk about it there so if you want to hear all the ins and outs of my relationship go to gather.com <laughs> slash mikey booyah um there are a couple things that i wanted to talk about before we start this episode i've been listening to a lot of theo vaughn's podcast which is really helping me out uh he's like a super positive dude i heard this episode the other day called good vibe tribe and, you know, it's just like, he's all about spreading love, spreading positivity, uh, being kind to people, but he also deals with his own problems. You know what I mean? Just the other day he was talking about, you know, how he's having this struggle trying to quit smoking cigarettes when he doesn't want to smoke cigarettes, which I know that pain, you know, I've been there a couple times in my life and you can equate that to anything, you know, there's certain things that you know are bad for you that you still do. And, you know, he deals with that on, on the, on mic, on the podcast. And I guess it, I guess it probably gave me a little bit of courage to talk about what I'm going through on, on this podcast. Cause I always use this show as like a therapy. You know what I mean? Like I, I say more on this show about myself, more truths that are sandwiched in between jokes and stuff than, then I'll say to my loved ones, to my sister, you know, like, I, I, for some reason, am more transparent here than anywhere else. And, you know, I really, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate, you know, the platform that you guys are out here listening and, you know, that we can make something that can help make your day a little bit better, get through the workday a little bit faster, uh, make your drive more bearable. You know, whatever it is, whether you're working out or, you know, just hanging out around the house, you listen to the show and it helps you out in whatever way. And I really appreciate it. And it really does. It gives me something to like, I don't want to say a purpose, but like something to look forward to. You know, I look forward to recording the show, releasing the show and you know, during the week, I'm thinking of things and finding things that I want to talk about. And it really like, you know, it's a good, it's a good, you know, uh, use of my time, I guess. Maybe it's a bad use of my time. I'm not sure. But it definitely is a use of my time. And I'm just, I'm glad that I have it. You know, I mean, I mean, even if, even if there's nobody listening out there, I'm glad that I, that I have this outlet. So, so yeah, man, that's about it. There's a, there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about. Like I said, 
One of them is on the vein of Theo Vaughn. He was bringing up recently, <clears throat> it might have even been on that episode, uh, The Good Vibe Tribe, about how... Excuse me. About how uh, this this natural instinct that that we have as human beings, you know that that fight or flight reflex and these built in, you know, protection and uh, you know, instinctual things that we have from our ancestors, uh, they're not they're not there anymore. Like our parents. They all, you know, went to work every day and they were, you know, one of the first generations that went into, you know, like personally, my, both of my parents, neither of them were in the military. They, you know, grew up in, they were hippies in the seventies and shit. And, you know, in their adult life, they went to work and they tried to accumulate things. They tried to get cars and you know, a house and the, the quote unquote American dream and these instincts that were built into them, they didn't really apply them or use them. And so when I'm, when I was born or say the generation after me, those instincts aren't there. And Theo Vaughn was talking about how that's why we have all of these public figures that kind of give us this guidance that that's why we love podcasts that's why the rock is fucking one of the most popular people in the world because he tells us the things that that our brain's supposed to tell us and doesn't anymore because society has changed so much and that just tripped me the fuck out it got me thinking about all these you know all the all the people that have kind of raised me are all of these people that have instilled these these uh these morals into me that you know I, I didn't really have as a kid. I'm not trying to say that my parents did a bad job of raising me like you know I fucking chewed with my mouth closed and kept my elbows off the table and said please and thank you and stuff like that, but there's all of these, you know, philosophical life questions that were never even asked in my childhood. And are now being answered as an adult. And, you know, I really tripped out on that. That, you know, we're changing as a society and a lot of that stuff isn't built in anymore. And I was, I was listening to this guy, Chuck something. He's the author of Fight Club. And he was on the Joe Rogan podcast recently. And he was kind of talking about something along the same stem. That, you know, my generation, People that are, you know, 30 right now, they grew up watching their parents get everything that they were supposed to get. You know, they got the job, the car, and, you know, vacations and all these things that, that you want to be happy. And they weren't happy. You know, the divorce rate was super huge. Uh, me as well as a lot of my friends, all our parents are divorced and separated. You know, my parents separated when I was like really young. I was one and a half or something like that. And, you know, you, you see this, this formula that's supposed to bring you happiness in America 
you see it not work firsthand. You see it not work. And that's why we have this whole generation of people that seem lost because we're trying to find that happiness and we know that it's not in what they say it is. They tell us that, you know, we need to own a house and we need to have the newest car and we need to have this kind of certain relationship and we need these things and we need this family and that that will bring you happiness. And we know it's bullshit. So that's why there's a lot of people that are, you know, my age and younger that don't have careers, that don't own a home. The big thing is uh, I saw a meme recently that was like millennials walking around like they rent the place. And that's true. So a lot of people would blame it on the economy. A lot of people would blame it on, you know, all these different things. But I think that it makes a lot of sense that, you know, there's the formula that we were taught doesn't work. And we know it doesn't work. So we have to make our own formula now. And that's where it goes back to Theo Vaughn's point about people instilling these morals into us. And, you know, I've, I've kind of changed the way that I live my life. I always am. We always are every, every year. But in the past couple of years, I've changed a lot of my views on life because of outside sources that I've sought out on the internet to explain things to me in a long form conversation. So it happens a lot with music too, or movies. You can learn these lessons from all of these things. And it's just got me thinking a lot. You know what I mean? Like I, sometimes I feel like I, like I failed at life. You know what I mean? Like I think about how, you know, I'm 32, which you know, a lot of people say is young and a lot of people say is, uh, is old that I should be, you know, grown up and settled into something already. And, you know, I have no career. I don't have a, a trade that I'm particularly skilled in. I don't have a college education. I work to make money to pay my bills and my rent so that I can be comfortable. But besides that, I try to fill my life with you know, experiences and, you know, creative, inspiring people and, you know, positive people, my loved ones. And I try to just experience life because we only have so much life and we're only here one time. And this is like a lightning in a bottle type of situation. Like there was, you know, tens of thousands of potential children in that one nut bust that your dad did. And you're the one that made it. So it's just like, it's so crazy, dude. It trips me out. And, you know, I've just been, I've just been trying to enjoy life recently. And sometimes I feel like I'm doing it wrong. But then, you know, I'll, I'll hear people that are older than me, that are smarter than me usually on, you know, podcasts that will explain why this is the way that it is, you know, and I'm not the only one in this boat. There's always going to be somebody that's more fucked off than you, which you could use that as motivation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes I do. 
I'm like, well, this guy's a real piece of shit. So at least I'm not like that. But, you know, I just found that really interesting that we're in this weird, you know, generation gap to where we don't really have a formula right now. We have student loans and a bunch of debt. It's our big thing. And none of us know what the fuck we're doing. And sometimes it gets scary, you know, because you think about like, what does the future hold? And it's so unclear because there's no plan. And usually, you know, usually you have a plan for stuff like that. At least that's what you're taught. That's what I was taught when I was a kid that, you know, my parents had a plan. They knew they were going to work this much time. They were going to get this much money. They were going to move to this place. They were going to retire at this age. And, you know, I don't have a fucking retirement plan. I don't have a 401k. I don't have any of that shit, you know? So it gets, it gets scary sometimes. But then I, I remember how lucky I am to be here and the things that I get to experience and the friends that I have. And, you know, you really just need to appreciate it while it's happening. So that's what I've been trying to do. So I'm going to jump on the good vibe tribe. We're going to be positive, but I just wanted, I guess I just wanted to provide something for this episode because, uh, you know, we have a, we had a good time. We goofed around some goofs, some gaffes, but you know, thinking about it as we were recording it, I could, I could tell that I wasn't all the way there. So that's what's up. That's what's happening. And this, uh, this five minute ad read turned into a 25 minute thing. I'm not even going to do the ads. We'll just play the theme song and do it. Thank you for joining us. I love each and every one of you and I hope you have a great day. I don't drink soda. It's just a Spider-Man game to me. Like, it's cool for a Spider-Man game, because I don't really like Spider-Man, and I'd still, like, play it again. But, I don't know. It wasn't that great. It's not that great. It's not, yeah. It's, you know, like, a lot of fighting, like, groups of of henchmen. Like, <laughs> like pretty much has been the case of, like, superhero games as long as one can remember. Yeah, like, right? Pretty much just, like, swing in and, like, fight, like... You know, these, hit this guy and this guy yeah. and this guy, throw that guy into that guy. And like, we still haven't gotten to the point in video games where like all of the henchmen look like distinct and different. Like, they still like just like waves <laughs> of like slightly varied. Like, you know what I mean? It's all like That's the same four guys. What's happening? Breaking news. Breaking news. Spider-Man game sucks dick. <laughs> no, not that far? No, I wouldn't say it sucks dick. It's still kind of fun to play. It's still good. It's good for like a, like a superhero video game. All right. You know what I mean? Like, because my, my expectations for a superhero game were relatively low. I played the Deadpool game. That was probably the last one that I had played before this. Yeah. And that one was pretty shitty. I think the last one that I played was... Like the Batman games. The Batman games were all right. Yeah, those the were Arkham, solid. Arkham Knight and Arkham City and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, they had good. Uh, 
like good upgrades. But even those, I don't think I ever made it through one of them. And that was the same kind of thing. You were just fighting waves of bad guys that were all the f- like four different types of bad guys. Yep. Um. Did uh. Wait, I'm not sure if this happened in real life or on American Dad, because this headline is confusing. So give me one second. I might have some breaking news about Kevin Bacon. Oh, shit. Um, R.I.P. Kevin Bacon, folks. You heard it here first on the Natural Habitat podcast. Kevin Bacon dead at 55. <laughs> uh, That's probably like 60, 68. Is that how old Kevin Bacon is? Probably pretty close, right? Let's see, I'm going to say in Hollow Man, he was probably 45, and Hollow Man came out in, like, the early 2000s, all right? First, we'll find Kevin Bacon, who is 60 years old, born in 1958, and we'll see if I was right on my Hollow Man 2000. I was right. I mean, I gave myself a window yeah, of time. that's pretty close, I mean. I'm getting, like, time has always been something that, like, I've never been good with. Like, I never really dig time. And, like, what do you got? <laughs> so, and I Googled Kevin Bacon, it, it popped up, like, all of his, his family. And then he, he has a son called Travis Bacon. And Travis Bacon, I mean, like, he... <laughs> He's a 29-year-old. I mean, like, he looks like, you know, like never, his, he never did a day of work in his life. Does he look like his name would be Travis Bacon? He absolutely is a Travis Bacon. <laughs> oh, wow. Travis Bacon, huh? Uh, I think that, um, what was I going to say about, oh, yeah, I was always really bad at time, right? Like... Like, people would be talking about something, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember, like, two years ago when we went and did this, and people would be like, Mikey, that was eight years ago, or that was last week, and I'm never anywhere close, <laughs> but I feel like I've been getting good at, at uh, especially with movies. I know when movies came out. See, I'm, I'm, I have no concept of time. I, I have to like kind of like backtrack to the year I graduated and then like count up from there. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I graduated in 03. And, <laughs> and then you had to think about when you watched the movie. Like, I remember watching Goldfinger as a child. So it was before 2004. Um, but yeah, I've definitely just somewhere out of nowhere, I've gotten good at time with movies. I don't know what it is. But I've been killing it, impressing myself. I hit that window. Now, is there some way to monetize that? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there's any way to get any sort of credibility or money from that. Shit. It's just something that people are supposed to be able to do that I always felt bad that I couldn't do myself. Um, did you hear about um, Post Malone is uh, probably going to die soon? You hear, did you hear about this? No, but the way these these tattoo face rappers have been have been falling dead, I mean, it's no shock to me. <laughs> did you get that meme the other day that was like, all these rappers keep dying, but I listen to podcasts. Yeah, I, Zac I Efron. I didn't get 
really like. <laughs> I guess some memes just are just memes. You didn't like that one. <laughs> you got it, but you didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. Oh, I got I, like I physically got the meme sent to me, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand the the humor in it. I I I realized after looking at that that I don't think there's been any podcasts that I've listened to where the hosts have died yet. I mean, even Doug Stanhope, who's on Death's Door, there constantly. was there was that one you t- you told me about it where the guy listens to the fish, the fish podcast. Yeah, analyze is, fish. Is that the, that the one? Yeah, those guys are both still around. That's Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman. There's some. I, maybe it wasn't that. I swear there was like another podcast that you told me about where the guy like died. Midway through the podcast. Um, let's see. Let's see if we could find any podcasters who have died. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. Best death podcasts. Best podcast episodes about death. Are podcasts dead? I don't think Google knows what Combat I'm Jack, hip-hop podcaster, dead at 48 back in December. Oh, yeah. I got that, too. Combat Jack. That sounds familiar. He is a hip-hop podcaster. Which is like, what's that? From Hot 97? Dude, this fucking page has 40 ads on it. (laughs) He died following a fight with colon cancer. At 48. Well, shit. That's crazy. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Combat Jack, you lost the fight with colon cancer. It happens. You know what I mean? Colon cancer Colon cancer is a formidable opponent. I mean, I've heard it a couple times. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's like one of my fears. Colon cancer? Colon cancer. It's tough, right? Yeah. That'd be a way to go, for sure. Um, but Post Malone, possibly colon cancer. Not just because... All these rappers with face tattoos are dying, but he's had like three really close run-ins with death recently. Did you hear about his plane that couldn't land? No. So he uh, he was in his plane, and the landing gear like wouldn't go down, and or one of the tires blew on takeoff or something like that. But the landing gear wasn't functioning. And they had to do an emergency landing. But in order to do the emergency landing, they had to lose weight. So they had to drive around and burn all their fuel so that they were lighter when they did the emergency landing. So they just circled for a couple hours. And it was like, Post Malone's jet is stuck in the sky. And all kinds of people online were like, I hope he dies. I hope that Post Malone dies. And he was like, what is your fucking problem, everybody? Like, I'm fine, you fucking assholes. So, he said that he was reading it in the sky. When he was still in the plane, he was reading comments about how people wanted him to die. And then, shortly after that, like last week, his car was hit in Hollywood. Someone like T-boned his car and fucked it all up, but he was fine. And then, just a couple days ago, somebody broke into his house that he used to live in but doesn't live there anymore. And they stole all kinds of money and jewelry and cell phones and shit. 
Shit. And they were asking, where's Post Malone? Where's Post Malone? And these new people are just renting the house. They don't know him at all. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. The rapper? What? And it's been a, a lot of close calls with Posty. It sounds like a rough few weeks for, for old old Mr. Malone. Mm-hmm. Old Austin. Austin Malone. Is Austin that, Post? Is that his name? I, I don't Yeah, I think it's Austin Post. And I remember hearing that this is how much of a millennial artist he is. He put his name, Austin Post, into a rap name generator website, and it gave him the name Post Malone. And he rolled with it. All right. And he was like, you know what? Why not? Sounds great. Post Malone, all right. <clears throat> but I'm going to call it right now. Within the next month, Post Malone's going to be dead. Okay, well, that's a, that's a morbid prediction here coming from, from <laughs> you, but... uh. <laughs> I'm not wishing it upon him at all. I like Post Malone. I like him as a person, and I enjoy his music. But, I mean, the signs are there, man. It's happening. Any second now. All right, so I found a rap name generator. Yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So, you how, put how in exactly your, does this your work? Your legal name? So, once... I'm gonna pull one up. Your favorite TV character, your first, your real life first name, real life last name, the name of a criminal, something really pleasant. And this is a different one than what I've got. Or um, something really pleasant, e.g., flowers, kittens, an adjective to describe you or your music, the name of your favorite childhood pet. Oh, here we go. Is this the one? Yeah. Okay. Let's uh. Let's just answer these together. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah. So, uh, your favorite TV character? Let's say Homer Simpson. Yeah, I'd say Homer Simpson. That's a classic. Uh, your real life first name. So we'll do your uh, real life first name, and then we'll okay. do my real life last name. All right. Uh, the name of a criminal. Um, Dr. Conrad Murray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, name something really pleasant. Like flowers or kittens. Lavender. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, an adjective to describe you or your music. Uh, awesome. Okay. The name of your favorite childhood pet. I don't really have any pets. Okay, we'll put Did mine you? in there. Yeah. Put Sally. Sally Dog. Old German Shepherd when I was a kid. Want to know when our app and card game will go? No. Just give me my fucking rapper name. <coughs> awesome Face Tyler is the fucking very first one, wow. which isn't bad. Yeah, that's actually pretty close to to the one that I picked a long time ago. Yep. Uh, Tots Murray. Tots Murray. Okay. Sally Murray. Abs Awesome. Where, where, wait a second. Where did Murray come in? Conrad Murray. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's I don't right. know where Tots came in. <laughs> Lavender Murray, Dr. Dive <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dive 
Tylerius. Tylerius. Homer, Homer, who? <laughs> Homer, Homer, who is pretty good. Tyler Donna. Mm-hmm. Awesome Doc. Oh, Old McKinney. Cool Old McKinney. <laughs> Wait. T-Y- it's it's Tyler spill it out, but it's like T Y L E R spelled wow. out phonetically. T E E W H Y E L E E A R E. T Y E T Y L E. Simpson Simpson Sue. That's just Homer Homer who Simpson Simpson Sue. <laughs> That's a rhyme right there. I can rap that. <laughs> McKinney Guinea. <laughs> That's racist, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Tyler Tastic TM. Wow. Homer Misnomer. The kind of rap songs Awesome Face Tyler might perform. Oh, shit. The Homer Simpson effect. These are all, these might be good ideas. <laughs> they were good lavender. They were good lavender. Two, three, four, lavender. <laughs> <laughs> Sally face robbers. <laughs> Sally said go. Sounds like a Beatles song. Sally face robbers? Is that the girl gang from the Warriors? Sally better have my lavender. Bitch better have my money. <laughs> I is awesome, parentheses, and don't you forget it. Homer Simpson, comma, if you're ready. <laughs> So awesome, I think I'll scream. Ultra Tyler goes flip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bling-a-ding Tyler. <laughs> I'm still Tyler from the streets. <laughs> don't talk to me about lavender, y'all. Don't, be, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Tyler from the streets. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty well, solid. The, yeah. I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. So, uh... What is it now? Awesome Face Tyler. Awesome Face. So that's what Awesome Ty is short for, we can we can say. Yeah, Awesome Face. Yeah, Awesome Face Tyler. I didn't know that Awesome Face was a word until just now. And the Homer Simpson effect, great concept for a song. Yeah. I think that you should definitely make the Homer Simpson effect. I should, yep. <laughs> Figure out some way to do that. Um, speaking of animated television... Congratulations to our friends, Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, our good personal friends. Good friends of the show, yeah. Yeah, friends of the show, personal friends. I called them this morning and told them, but I also want to say this on the air. Congratulations for the Emmy win for Rick and Morty. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations, yep. You won an Emmy. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with it. It's going to be probably something weird. They'll probably have some sort of video where they do something strange. Probably. With their yeah, Emmy. I can see that. But uh, also Anthony Bourdain won six Emmys. Now, do you think that it's because he just had a really good season of his show, or do you think it's because, you know, he, he hung himself in France because he was depressed? Yeah. <laughs> With the sad feelings again. <laughs> so... I'm not sure. That's a good question. I mean, his show is good and all, but I mean, six Emmys, that just seems like an awful lot. What, what, was, what was he averaging, you know, per Emmy show before? That's a good idea. I mean, Let's see he how was getting, many... You know, that's, that's along the lines of what he was getting when he was still alive, obviously. That's 
par for the course, but I feel like if there's any sort of increase in the amount of Emmys that he's receiving... Uh, let's see. So, it looks like he won four? Yeah, he was nominated a bunch of times, but he won in 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2016. For all for Parts Unknown, Unknown, Outstanding Informational Series. And then he just wins six this one year? Yep. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dispute it. Although I could, I could talk. I could. I could take it up with the Emmy board and go. You know, be like, hey, uh, I, I demand a recount, mm-hmm. and I demand we we analyze this. Did this man really deserve this? That's not a bad idea. I could do that. I mean, think about how many other people worked hard and didn't kill themselves right from the stress yeah. and didn't get an Emmy. I'm sure you know Guy Fieri's probably got. A show in the same category where he tours the country eating fast food. Why? Why was that not up for consideration for for five out of six of these Emmys that that Bourdain won? Yeah, how long does Guy Fieri have to work until we respect him? Exactly. What does he have to commit suicide via, you know, like a slow suicide via he, cheeseburger? I think he's already there. He's already halfway through it. Let's see if he has any Emmys. I mean, I could probably just say answer this myself, but. Let's find out. Yeah, he's been nominated twice, which isn't bad. It's <laughs> not bad. His list they, is much smaller. They, they, they <laughs> nominated Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives for something. The Best Structured Reality Series. I've never even heard of that. Best Structured Reality Show. They're like, it's not the best show. It's not outstanding. But the structure is good. Whatever it is you do. Did you ever see... Uh, Diners, drive-ins, and dives. They did one on... uh, On Comedy Bang Bang, he did one where he was like... Where he was like going around... And I want to say he was like... Like looking in on people's lunch. So he would like go to a restaurant pop into a lunch and he'd be like what are you eating and they'd be like well i got the bacon cheeseburger and he's like oh yeah that looks good and then he'd grab it and like take a bite and put it back down and they'd be like and then i got the salad with blue cheese and he'd be like hmm and like throw him and just throw the salad and be like what about the onion rings that chris got and she's like who's chris like and he's like the last guy from the last segment you don't have any onion rings and then he would just get in his car and just drive away and then it turned into eventually he was wearing like a flamed shirt, like a button up, and then like a convertible out in the desert. <laughs> and it was just the most ridiculous like Guy Fieri ripoff ever. It's great. The episode, of course, is not online for legal purposes. Right. But the episode is called Jessica Alba Wears a Jacket. With something else. Jessica Alba wears a jacket with patent leather pumps. Is where you could find that. Also in that episode is Christian Shaw playing a Girl Scout. Hmm. Great show. Yeah. Uh, there was something else I saw on here. Oh, yeah. 
I just read this morning that NASA is selling corporate naming rights for rockets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And spacecraft. So any sort of rockets or anything that NASA is going to be launching off in the future can now have corporate names. Like, you know, like the Pepsi rocket and Tostitos uh, space station. You know, shit like that. Who do you think is going to have one first? I think one of the first ones will probably be... Mm, probably something that doesn't tie well yeah. with, like, with space shuttles. And, like, I'm going to say, like, Anheuser-Busch, maybe. Something like that. I mean, who's... uh? What are the companies that put the most money into advertising? Like, Super Bowl commercials, right? Who was the last Super Bowl, like, big advertiser? You watch that stuff? So the, th- the companies that spend the most money on advertising are Disney, L'Oreal, <coughs> uh, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, American Express, Ford Motor Company, Verizon, Comcast, and General Motors. Oh, shit. Procter & Gamble. So, out of those, I'm going to say probably Verizon or Comcast would probably make the most sense. They should jump on it. Yeah. And have it be like the Verizon shuttle. But um, I'm I'm actually going to put my money on Procter & Gamble. What do they do? It's always a funny name that I hear. They make like medicine? Yeah, they make all kinds of like just weird shit you'd find in like a drugstore. Are they like uh are they big pharma or are they tied to big pharma? Um They make Tide, they make Pampers, oh, LA, Pantene, Vicks, Mr. Clean. So they just have all these like sub brands under them: Ivory, Vidal, Sassoon, yeah. Max Factor, Metamucil, Pantene. So basically, they own like the world. So William Proctor and James Gamble just fucking own everything. Fucking James Gamble, man. Like Proctor's cool. I'm fine with Proctor, man. But Gamble's got to be stopped. <laughs> His reign of, reign of terror must come to an end. Mm-hmm. No more James Gamble. Uh, that's crazy. They fucking own everything. Um. Uh, apparently, there is some sort of comet that's passing by right now. Oh, yeah? That I was, like, reading a bunch of stuff about how it's going to be the closest tonight. So, last night, when you're listening to this. But it'll also still be around for, like, another month or something like that. Um, But I'm going to go try and see it tonight. Um... Rare comet passes through Earth tonight from 2013. That is not it. Bright green comet. Yeah. We'll grace the September skies. So, 
you could see it using binoculars or just a camera or a small telescope. And apparently this is a... This comet doesn't have a name. I can't find it. But do you remember like seeing Haley's Comet? Yeah, I remember Haley's Comet and then there was like Hale Bop Comet. Yeah, that's right. Hale Bop. And then uh, I remember when I was a kid, I saw like a launch from Vandenberg and I had no idea what it was and it terrified the shit out of me and it was like green, green glow in the sky. And then did you see that one recently? Uh, the Elon Musk rocket launch? No, I didn't catch that one. I heard of heard of it. But. That shit was insane. I like watched it from top to bottom, and I just saw like a little light come up off the horizon, and then it got brighter and brighter and brighter, and then it started getting this like big bubble around it, and then it broke off into a bunch of pieces, and I like pulled over my car and watched it and thought we were gonna die, like. Because, you know, you can't really judge, like, what you're looking what, at. Did you think it was, like, some sort of Armageddon-type situation? I where, thought, it, I thought it was missiles. We were, we were depending on the the crew of an oil rig to travel into space to, to just break up this asteroid before it smashed down on Earth, killing us all in the process? I was hoping so. You know, that's where my brain went immediately. I guess that's only natural. But then I thought that... You know how, like, when you're looking at something and you can't really tell if it's going up or down or away or towards you until you get, like, the, like, something to compare it to on the landscape? So, when I first saw it, it was going up and away, but I thought it was coming in, and then it started breaking up, and it got bigger and bigger, but it was also getting farther away as it was getting bigger. So, I thought that it was a fucking... Some crazy missile. Like, it was right when, like, the North Korea shit was popping off. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is 100% a missile that's breaking up into a bunch of ballistic missiles that's going to fuck shit up right now. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it, like, fly over and take out, like, L.A. Yeah. Is what I thought. Still quite possible. And then, uh, you know, I, like, I called called my loved ones real quick, told them that we were all going to die. I called... uh, I called my work and I admitted to a bunch of things that I did that, you know, I ended up having to have a meeting the next day because of it. And I thought, I thought we were done for, for sure. So now I, I watch this new stuff and I make sure that when comets go by, I know that it's going to happen. And I tell people so they don't freak out. Cause we're in an unstable time. You know what I mean? North Korea is still out there, right? Yeah. I think or are we not place. afraid of them anymore? No, we're friends with North Korea now. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's right, huh? Yeah, Trump Trump went over and he, he smoothed everything out, and everything's all good now. Oh, all right, cool. We're no good need, then. No need to fear. <laughs> Never will. Um, new? Uh, have you played the new PUBG yet? No, I don't play Xbox. That's right. I have I have the PlayStation. I don't play Fortnite really either anymore. I just kind of got tired of the whole. You know, battle royal thing pretty quick. Yeah. Probably because I could never like win. Have you? Do you ever win your battle royals? Yeah, rarely. But I yeah, used I mean, to a lot, a lot more in the beginning. Right. And then I stopped playing for a while, and everybody else kept playing. Yeah. So they all got, got better. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I got a chicken dinner yesterday. I made it to um, 
like second to. I I want to say I was either like second or a third. That's not bad at all. Yeah, and it was all by hiding. Like I don't think that I I could probably count on both hands the amount of people that I've actually killed in Fortnite. Mm -hmm. I just I just hide out and try to wait them all out, and then let the let them try to come and find me, and then hope I get a quick you know lucky shot on the guy. I remember there was this. uh... That's basically like how my strategy would be if like. There was like a real battle royale <coughs> in the streets of Paso. Probably just try to wait it out and hope for the best. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those battle royale movies. Like uh, there was one called The Belko Experiment. And then uh, there was Battle Royale. And then like, you know, The Hunger Games, stuff like that. But there's always one guy that just immediately goes and runs and hides. Or a girl that just runs away and hides and usually ends up making it to the end. And... We'll, we'll like kind of get smoked at the end by somebody. But as long as you get a weapon first and then hide, you know, Fortnite, PUBG rules, then you're fine. But that's kind of how I play too, is I'll go, try to land away from everybody else, loot up, and then just stay quiet until I get to the last circle. Yeah. And then fight them. But the new release is dope. I'm excited for... uh the new Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, me too. That should be coming out soon, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be October. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So next month. Yep. That'll be dope for sure. Uh, there was fucking something that I wanted to say about goddamn PUBG. This weed is like taking my thoughts today. Some indica for sure. Yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll be mid-sentence and I'll just forget what the fuck I was going to say. But... Uh, let's see, PUBG, Battle Royale, games, this and that, have you seen these movies, the, the Belco experiment, the this, the that, yeah, who knows, it's gone, it doesn't matter, uh, you got anything else you want to throw in? Um, no, not really, I can't even fucking think, let alone talk today, I'm sleepy today, sleepy time. I'm going to smoke another one of these bowls, maybe try to counteract. <laughs> maybe they'll cancel each other out. Yeah. And I'll become functioning That's again. usually how it works. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm getting ready to go see The Nun. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it does. Solid. So I'm stoked on that. Solid picture. Solid film. I like to call them pictures. Yeah? Yeah, that's the thing that I like to do. That's old school. Yeah. Ooh, the kid stays in the picture. <laughs> the kid stays in the picture? Yeah. So you're trying to say that you like are not going to get rid of Max? Is that what that means? <laughs> are you going to put him up for adoption? And you're like, you know what? The kid stays in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. I'm glad you decided that. How is everything with him, by the way? Max. Is he in college Maxwell yet? Maxwell is good. He's getting big. Yeah? Uh, he's, he's becoming more responsive, more demanding. Does he have like something that he likes now? Does he have like a like a favorite toy or like a favorite blanket or something? No, he doesn't really play with toys yet. He doesn't. Um, on a, on account there's of nothing that he's become attached old. to yet. Um, not really. Yeah, he's like laughing at us a lot, which is you know, it's, <laughs> it's cute. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. Well, nice. I'm glad everything's working out. Congratulations. I imagine in you know the next couple of months he'll be doing more and more you know like responding to what we do and all that good shit i would hope so i mean he could be mentally retarded and just be like this his whole whoa, life whoa whoa man whoa 
Whoa, man. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> Blowing the whistle. Do we have a whistle? The kid stays in the picture. Natural Habitat Recording.